Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 28th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, it's been a few days since you and I have done yeah, a show together. In true. fact, like Monday, it was or actually Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday, because, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, because I had an, uh, an interview on Tuesday. Then you and Alicia did Wednesday's show. And then yesterday, mm-hmm. you had another interview. Very timely. Like, you were like, all up in the newsy stuff. I know. Uh, Nailed so, it. So, so real quick, if people haven't listened to that episode in the feed, uh, who was your interview with on Thursday's episode, and why should we care? Yeah, you, well, you should care just generally, because it's me doing an interview, first of all. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <for Andrea. laughs> I talked to Alan Filderman, who is the director and casting director of Berkshire Theatre Group's Godspell, which is the first and only... Actors' Equity-approved musical that's happening in the country right now. Mm -hmm. It's the first post-pandemic, during-pandemic musical, and we talked about the steps that... (laughs) The many, many steps that they had to go through to get to that. They had a two-week rehearsal period before shows actually started performances because they had to go through so many steps with equity. That's crazy. Yeah, cannot fathom putting together any show in two weeks. I've directed a production of Godspell before, and yeah. it is it is a show that is seems so simple, but it is really intricate and complicated to do it in two weeks. Like obviously they're pros, but right. that's that's impressive just on that fact alone. And especially considering they would, uh, Alan would have an idea, and then it would be immediately shot down, and then they'd have to come up with a solution for that, yeah, and just go through each bit of the musical like that in two weeks' time to mount a performance with ten performers and I I think two understudies. Ten ten in the cast and two understudies in an audience of 50, which started out as an audience of 100 and then Massachusetts decided, no, 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 we're not doing 100, we're doing 50 now. So it was a long, short road to get to this (laughs) point. I love that. We talked about everything essentially I mean, they're creating a blueprint by doing the show originally it was scheduled to be september 4th until september 4th but as you said right in the news uh on thursday morning they announced an extension mm-hmm. until the 20th so <laughs> it's going well they've been following everything they need to follow and it's going well and good for them yeah exciting stuff really exciting yeah. stuff all right well we have most of our interviews are not as super timely as that one is, but <laughs> you can hear all of our episodes, uh, interviews, or today on Broadway or this week on Broadway in our Patreon feed first at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. And of course, coming up on Sunday will be an episode of this week on Broadway. If you want to participate in that show during its live recording, make sure you sign up there. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. And we have a bunch of stuff around different types of streaming theater. First up, yesterday, Play Per View announced its slate of stars and streaming shows to be coming up during the month of September. Starting on September 12th, they will have a production, a live reading of Jean Ann Douglas's Seneca Falls, starring Susanna Flood, April Mathis, Aaron Wilhelmy, and more. Then on September 19th, the one of the two that I'm super excited about, they will have a live reading of the original cast of Danye R. Loves Sugar in the Wounds, oh, which was yes. really the show that, as far as for me, 
put him on the map. Um, so uh, it, in terms of Donnie Our Love, uh, so before excited. one and two. Yeah. So that's one that I feel like you cannot miss. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. And then on September 26th, Michael Lawrence, who was in a previous um, play purview production called The Few, which I talked about, which mm. also had Gideon Glick in it. Um, he wrote a play and is going to star co-star in the reading called Hamlet in Bed. But... It's also got a couple fairly big names, Tony winner John Glover and Academy Award nominee Annette O'Toole. Um, so that nice. is one. I love John Glover and Annette O'Toole. And yeah. they co-starred on the WB slash CW TV show Smallville together. Oh, as, wow. As uh, Lionel Luther and Martha Kent. So, uh, you know. That, that's I'll, the most thrilling part of all of this, obviously. For me. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. for me. <laughs> I love me some Smallville. Um <laughs> Except for the whole thing about one of the stars of it turning into a, uh, a cult leader and a uh, sexual assault enabler. But uh, we yeah. won't talk about Allison Mack. That and one. Yeah. That's the other podcast that's, that I work on that we're getting oh. ready to talk about her. Ooh. So that's True Crime Obsessed. We're doing the HBO documentary on that whole cult Plug. thing coming up here soon. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I don't talk about my day job very much. So uh, yeah. <laughs> let's hit up the True just Crime when, Obsessed. Just when Nexium comes up, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I forgot the name of it, which I didn't mention. So good. Nexium. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of TV shows that I love, on Wednesday, we learned of a unique semi-theatrical event coming to HBO Max. In early October, over the course of a few days, the original cast members of one of my favorite TV shows, The West Wing, and James's favorite TV show, uh, will reunite to shoot a staged version of the Season 3 Hartsfield's Landing episode, at the Orpheum Theater in Los Angeles. The episode will benefit the non nonprofit, nonpartisan organization We All Vo- When We All Vote, which is co-chaired by Michelle Obama. Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, Allison Janney, Janelle Maloney, Richard Schiff, Bradley Whitford, and Martin Sheen will reprise their roles from the show and, quote, additional cast members and special guests from the worlds of public service and the arts will be announced in the coming weeks. Obviously, they will have to announce a new performer to play the role of Leo McGarry since the great actor John Spencer died actually during the run of the show. So we're trying to see who ends oh, up playing I him. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they had to work it in. Uh oh. Kristen Chenoweth was playing his character's uh like press rep at the time because he was running for vice president and he died. Oh, yikes. During that storyline. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so actually, I take it based off some things we talked about. You are not the West Wing aficionado that someone like James <laughs> is. And to a yeah. lesser degree, I am. I have to leave it to you, too. I am notably not an Aaron Sorkin fan. So that does not I help. think we've talked about that. Yeah, I have talked about that as often as humanly possible. Though I'm not an Aaron Sorkin fan. But to be fair, uh, this show was on in my house growing up pretty much 24-7 because it is my dad's favorite show of all time. Good for him. So yeah, I, I, I am <laughs> so, totally yes. on board with the issues with Aaron Sorkin, with how he de- deals with female characters, but I will say Just a I dialogue West- thing, too. It's just oh, it's I lo- too see, I love the much. dialogue. I, I love know. That. I, I can't do Sorkinese. But the, I will say, I love The West Wing, but I absolutely adore sports night like sports night is um, up many rungs higher on my favorite episode or my favorite shows list ever um and that was the thing that that first turned me on yeah 
I love me some sports night. But anyway, okay, next up, earlier this week, Audible announced its third Emerging Playwrights Fund class, which, quote, aims to connect extraordinary performers with remarkable original work, amplifying new voices and harnessing the power and potential of audio to reach millions of listeners. If you aren't familiar with this, what they do is they take playwrights who then write one or two, maybe three person audio dramas to be exclusively available on the audio streaming service. This new class features a ton of folks. I'm just going to run through some of the uh, bold letter names for theater fans. Will Arbery, Christopher Chen, Lauren Gunderson, Chissa Hutchinson, Charlotte Josephine, Mike Liu, former Tell Me More guest David Rossmer, Nassim Solomon Poor, Leah Nanako Winkler, and more. Um, this one's very exciting. I always have like the urge to like renew my audible subscription when I do this, I but like, know. I don't, I, know. I just don't have time. Like I don't, I don't drive anywhere and I don't commute. It's a, and it's a big problem for me. Cause I yeah. have, at the, I, I was paying for audible premium. So I had like the credit that they give you every yeah. month. So I have like a large library of stuff that I just don't listen to because if I'm listening to anything, it's while I'm doing work and that requires yeah. me to not be listening to interviews or doing transcriptions. And there's a yeah. very short period of time. We'll try to make time for stuff like this though. Yeah. And if I'm listening to something at work, it's actually my work. I'm like, I'm editing say, audio. Or I, I can't or listen I'm to editing. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't listen to podcasts while editing podcasts. But. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, actually, finally in this section, the slate of guests and performers for October October's Viva Broadway Hear Our Voices a Digital Concert was announced on Thursday. The great Andrea Burns will host the event which will stream live on October 1st at 8 p.m. It will also be available to stream through Monday, October 5th. The concert will be directed by Sergio Trujillo and will feature Lucy Arnez, Gloria Estefan, John Leguizamo, Lin-Manuel Miranda, as well as his father, Luis Miranda, Cheetah Rivera, and more. Also involved will be a performance by members of the original cast of In the Heights, including Karen Olivo, uh, Chris Jackson, and Tell Me More uh, guest Manny Gonzalez, as well as performances by a number of Broadway-aimed musicals uh, by and about uh, Latinx uh, artists and a look at the Spanish language production of a chorus line that was directed by Antonio Banderas that we had been hearing very oh, yeah. well might end up yeah. in New York as well. Also scheduled to appear will be former Tommy Moore guest. You're getting a theme here. Former Tommy Moore guest, Jaime <laughs> yeah. Camille and Daphne Rubin Vega, Ariana DeBose, recent this week on Broadway guest, Raul Esparza, Bianca Mara Quinn, Shireen Pimentel, Anavia Fanye and more. Actually, I'm super excited about this. I love so many of these people. Obviously, I mentioned Amazing. like three or four Tommy Moore guests. I was going to so say, this seems more. like just like a plug for Tommy uh, well, Moore is really well, what's look, happened I mean, here. It's, it's like if I can't plug my own show on one of my <laughs> other shows, like what's the point? I'm going to have to start an additional show on the channel to get yeah. every other guest that wasn't either listed for Tommy Moore this hey, week man. on Broadway, I guess. I'm just saying, look, I've done now 52 or 53 episodes of Tommy Moore, and I've had like 65 or 66 guests. Like, I'm pretty, ple- like, I'm pretty proud of the list of guests that I've had on that show. It's a good list. And it's a good list. Yeah, not just like who they are, but like the diversity of who they are in terms of not just like racial and gender and sexual orientation, but also like the diversity of what they do in the business. So like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll stand by that list. It might not be the, like the flashiest of some of these other interview podcasts do, but like, 
I'm pretty pleased with my tell me more guest list. Hey, you I should do, be. If I'm you a, do say so yourself. I'm going to strain myself, patting myself on the <laughs> back, but you know, you know, it is what it is. And uh, don't pull a muscle. No, seriously. Uh, I'm getting too old to do that. Anyway, too old to plug your um, own show. No, to pat myself on the back. I'm just to, to reach back that far, you know, um, <laughs> it hurts. Got to stretch first. Um, actually, I know on Thursday, no, on Wednesday's episode, you and Alicia talked uh, even more about the Tony Awards that we talked about. Always, um, yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about all this craziness. And regular Broadway radio guest Adam Feldman uh, chimed in with his own article looking at nine burning questions about the 2020 Tony Awards in Tell Me or in Time Out, <laughs> uh, in Time Out, mm-hmm. New York. <laughs> some of them are really, uh, you know, some of them are obvious the things that we talked about, um, like what's going to happen with the revival categories, what's going to happen with best score, what's going to happen with like best actor in a musical. Um, but what I think is really interesting, some of these other things that he talks about is how are people going to vote? How is the Tony voters portal uh, going to work? What about um, the non-performance categories? How are they going to be combined or narrowed? Are they going to do plays and musicals together there? Um, what about David Burns' Ut- uh, Utopia? Like it hadn't initially been submitted by producer for Tony. I was going to say that was already a question pre-pandemic yeah. of what that was going to be considered. And I mean, you know, bring back a special event, Tony, for one. Yeah. And- but- and a lot of that has to do with how they decide to vote because it wasn't made eligible for contention. It no voters would have been there, but right. because it was expected to potentially receive a special Tony award for merit, I believe the nominating committee all saw it. So like, if it's just the nom, and I could be telling tales I out of school. So think so anyway. Yeah. Was, yes. But yeah. if they're the ones that end up voting, could they petition to have it eligible for things like, I don't know about best musical, but like lighting and orchestrations and stuff like that. Like that would be super Mm. interesting now that we're in a very different world than when that decision was initially made. Yeah. I, I just have so many questions. (laughs) I really don't. And the league and the wing don't care about answering. I was going to say, we're now at the end of this week and the announcement was made the end of last week and we are none the wiser of what this is going to be. And it's just, it continues to be infuriating to me. They don't care. I know. I know they don't (laughs) care. (laughs) And and they take pleasure in knowing that you know that they don't care. (sighs) Anyway, all right, let's move on to things that make us feel good, not the wing and the league. Certainly not the wing or the league, yeah. Yeah. The wing I'm less angry at because this isn't really their thing. Like they're an educational organization and they just happen to own the copyright for the Tonys, but like always will be annoyed with the league. Yeah. It's par for the course. Um, All right. So real quick, I've got a number of different recommendations. First up, a brand new musical will make its, you know, kind of world premiere via live stream with no audience beginning next month. It'll have just three performances on September 25th and 26th. And it is coming to us from the Southwark Playhouse in the UK, but it has two fairly big name stars in real life, husband and wife, Rosalie Craig and Hadley Frazier. This new musical features music and lyrics by Stuart Matthew Price with uh, a book by Timothy Knappman. The show is called Before After. And it will be available. There's tickets are unlimited, so there's no like get it now, you know, or be shut out. The cost is ten pounds if you get it in advance, or fifteen dollars or fifteen pounds. I'm sorry if booked during the week of the show. Um, I 
like I said, I've loved all these like live things that yeah. happen from a stage with no audience. And while Rosalie Craig did not get to recreate her Bobby with an eye on Broadway, I.e. Um, I really enjoyed the cast album and Hadley Frazier's great. And I'm yeah, hoping that his City both. of Angels ends up coming uh, over to New York uh, at some time, some point as well. That would be lovely. So, uh, yeah, so definitely going to check that one out. Mm-hmm. Then there is a video from last Sunday's Seth Rudetsky concert with Rachel Bay Jones, in which she sings I Miss the Mountains from Next to Normal, which she did at the Kennedy Center. Was that this year? Earlier this year? <laughs> I, think I can't remember. The, I it think it was matter. the beginning of this year. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think anyway. it was around my birthday because I wanted to go, but I uh, can't even remember. <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, I have no idea. God. No idea. Um, so check that one out. Um, one thing I will say about this video is after the, in the, in recent weeks, Seth has changed the camera angle of which side of the piano, uh, it's on. It now shows his bookshelf and he does the thing that I know a lot of people like, but that drives me crazy. Oh, Ashley, no. do you know what it is? Uh, usually I would guess it would be showing off a book that they wrote, but no, 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 no. Um, he organizes his books by color. Oh, yeah, I can't. I would love to do that, but I'm also too anal retentive because what if no. it breaks up a series? Never. Yeah, no, you do it by, you, I mean, like, do, use the Dewey Decimal System, damn it. Like, oh, obviously, yeah. for, for non-fiction books, you group them by topic and then by author's name. For fiction, by author's name and then book title. Like, come on, there's a reason... That libraries yeah. and bookshelves all use the same same it's system. True. Don't all go mine be are creative. Gr- all mine are absolutely grouped by topic, including like two full shelves of Sondheim specific books. I'm sure that will shock everybody. I'm, I'm it is shocking that there's only two. Yeah, I mean, like the fact that it's only two and not you know, five <laughs> is the shocking part. But, uh, all I right, need so more the last- bookshelves. I'm still know, moving in. True. I know. Um, all right, the last uh, recommendation that I have is a a an article, but it's from Variety, and they announced their Broadway to watch for 2020, which is a little odd because mm-hmm. um, 2020 is, you know, more than halfway over. But the list is really super cool. Nary a white man in sight and only love two white women. So we love to see that. Let me run through the honorees so far or, or on the list. They actually honor or look at the Broadway Advocacy Coalition. They talk uh, about Jocelyn Bio, Camille A. Brown, Michael R. Jackson, Brian Moreland, uh, Kate Navin, who is the actually the artistic producer for Audible Theater, which we mentioned mm. earlier, Cody Renard Richard, Ephraim Sykes, Shayna Taub, and Shelley Williams. So, uh, great list. Absolutely fantastic group. A number of people that we have talked about. A lot, I was going to uh, say, uh, people to watch implies that I am not constantly. Yeah. Well, and what's what's interesting about this is Brian Moreland is a fairly young black producer who is actually mm-hmm. co. He's also not part of the board of governors on the Broadway League, but he's also co-producing both Thoughts of a Colored Man and Blue, which were are two of the shows that I talked yeah. um, with Ron Simons with on the last episode of Tell Me say, More. What show so he's is a co-producer yeah. on those shows. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Have you heard I of it? I've mentioned yeah. it once or twice, I think, uh-huh. today. Um, but so lots of great stuff. Um, and, uh, and obviously Camille A. Brown is directing for Colored Girls on Broadway, which Ron Simons is also mm-hmm. producing, which I talked about. Tell me more. Oh anyway. Um, so... <laughs> 
can I beat this dead horse anymore? Mm-mm. Anyway, no. anyway, out of the uh, trenches. all right, Ashley, that is all that we have for today. Thank you everybody for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right, everybody have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to check out this week on Broadway, especially via patreon.com slash Broadway radio to get in there early. And we will be back. And some of us, I don't know who someone will be back <laughs> to talk to you for today on Broadway on Monday. <laughs>